Just six points from John Morant's all we need. He's got 23, but not in the game. Probably not getting back in the game. Six points. Six. Get in there. Get some get some reps. You got 814 left. But when it's 113 to 79, chances are it's not happening. Oh boy. I love the sarcasm from this person from the 563. You'll get them next time, sport. You love getting called sport. Which one's more insulting? Sport or buddy? Sport. Dame Lillard up to three points. Kevin Durant at 19. Julius Randle at 16. Missouri up 16 to 8 on Arkansas. For those of you that love to hear that, 16 to 8. Mizzou is a seven and a half point underdog going into tonight. So you got to like that uh, moving forward. Also, some, uh, I guess, somewhat breaking news. Um, Jared Allen has been named a finalist to the pro to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So the former fan favorite D end um, of the Kansas City Chiefs, Jared Allen, could find himself uh, somewhere uh, enshrined uh, forever in Canton, which is nice. You like to see that, right? Like Jared Allen probably. A lot of people's favorite Chiefs player for a while. I think there's probably a lot of people that just liked wearing the 69 jersey. A couple of nasty asses out there. See, that right there would have gotten a, uh, a quarter in the jar. That'll start next Tuesday. Next Tuesday night. I think we have a red reaction for the first time in three, three weeks. Uh, we've had back-to-back holidays, so I know that's a fact. Um, so that'll be back on Monday night. And then January 13th. Uh, you heard the promotion. Six Sins doing another beer, another special playoff beer release. Cinderblock Brewery, uh, six p.m. on Friday, January thirteenth. So that's that's literally a week from this Friday. Um, a week from this Friday, uh, we'll be live uh, hosting after hours from Cinderblock um, from six to nine p.m. and the playoff pilsner will be available. Uh, it says Nick's gonna buy beer, but Nick is uh, the most condescending liar I've ever met in my entire life. Ghost, that the, was aggressive. It is, but there's a lot of facts that that back that. Like he he hits the ball further in golf than he claims. He says his handicap is better than he is. Um, he says he he worked on his his swing by doing glute stretches. I don't believe that the guy has no ass. I have more of an ass than Nick Schwartz, and I don't have anything back there. Just falls off. That's about 75 cents in three minutes. See how that goes? And I didn't even mean to do that. It just happens. And the whole time, you just be sitting there going, ting, ting, ting. It's not like there's a grand slam in, in Cleveland's park when they hit home runs. What is that, the little Mario coin that they play? Maybe that's what we should use as a sound effect. We'd have to get that to be like a we'd have to get that to be a uh, like a sounder in, in, in our little system over there. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quarter goes in the jar, right? 21 to 8 Mizzou somewhere Carrington Harrison is having a victory drink, but somewhere tonight 
Rock Cop Jr. joined Arrowhead Pride Radio as he does every Wednesday at 6.15. And he said this on the discipline um, and the turnover differential when it comes to this Chiefs offense. You know, it, it is just something where it's, it's, it's discipline, and, and, and it's something that we've talked about all year. You've kind of hoped that that turnover margin, um, you know, it's, it's one of the worst in the Andy Reid era. You've kind of just, you know, something I kind of banked on was, hey, you know, it's going to come back to – it's going to regress to the mean, right, you know. It, you know, the Chiefs are always this positive turnover team, and now this year they're negative five, negative six, like they were at one point. It's going to crawl, you know, it's going to creep back towards average, and it has a little bit, right? You know, they have forced a few more turnovers in recent weeks, but <laughs> then they give it away, and then obviously that 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 hurts it. So all I can say about it is is, is you just got to hope that it's about being locked in. And we kind of, I don't know if we kind of alluded to this earlier, but we kind of talked about this earlier when it comes to conference play in the, in the, in the big 12, like nobody really cares until it's, you know, December, late December, January, when, when the teams that are in the division start playing each other, because that's where it really starts to matter leading up to the conference tournament this year, the big 12 and the sec, both loaded with talent um, and, and, and great teams that will be probably very, very evident when it comes to the, the, the sweet 16, uh, in the March tournament. But the thing is, is that when it comes to this team, I think they do hit like a playoff mode. I think they do get into a, a, a type of not, I can't ruin these headphones are not mine. Um, sorry. Um, but, uh, the thing is, is that this team kind of turns into a different type of team when, when they're down the stretch and, and playoffs start to become more and more clear in the, in the, in the, in the future. And when it comes to this team and the turnovers, it is stuff that could be fixed. It is things that they can change. And the turnover differential is is absolutely putrid to look at for the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't really get a lot of turnovers, but they turn the ball over one to two times a game. And and that adds up. And, and as Pete Sweeney kind of said earlier tonight, you, you do these against bad teams, you can still somewhat win. Right, like you could turn the ball over against Denver or Houston, and they could turn that into three points. You turn the ball over against Cincinnati when they stripped it out of Travis Kelsey's arms, they went and scored the game-winning touchdown. Like that ended up being the game-winning touchdown. You lost the game. Those are the types of things you can't afford to do in the playoffs, and we haven't really seen this team do that except really – and that second half of the Cincinnati game last year, which is where, you know, that's probably the most human we've seen Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. And the crazy thing about that is that when he throws that interception this past week in the end zone against Denver, you know, that's one of those things where you see his reaction. It's, it's, Oh, I shouldn't have thrown that. I shouldn't have done that. And maybe, maybe, that's one of those throws that he does against Denver because he's, you know, a little bit more confident and he knows that his team's going to be all right in that sort of matchup. Whereas this could be irrelevant when it comes to the playoffs because Patrick Mahomes doesn't make that throw or doesn't try to squeeze that throw in. This is all just practice until the picture begins. And that's one thing that you hope to see, right? Like you hope to get that feel that that's what it is. But again, Mahomes has 12 interceptions. The most he's thrown in a season is 13. And that season was last year. 
But the best thing that this team can do is, is really learn to clean it up in the end zone. And one thing that will help is the fact that McCall Hardman might be coming back. The health of Sky Moore that we saw today, who was not practicing. McCall Hardman was designated off the IR as of today. Had to by like 3 p.m. Arrowhead time. And this is one of those things where when the playoffs come, the gears turn a little bit differently, and the mindset is definitely different. And this is one thing where you can clean this up and you can kind of sit back and watch this defense, which it's been pretty solid. I've always said give Patrick Mahomes a top 15 defense and this team could do exactly what Philadelphia is doing. One, maybe two losses. Coast all the way throughout the regular season and then really bank on in the playoffs. And I think this is a defense in which this team can bank on in the playoffs. I think the sacks throughout the season have proven it. We've seen multiple times this year where Chris Jones has closed out games. Right? He closed out this last game. He closed out the Seattle game. That's two in three weeks. That's easy math. And Chris Jones can be dominant. Carl uh, Loftus has shown he's he's got what it takes. But the best thing about this team is that I don't take the seriousness in the turnover ratio to the point of the season where we're at now. Yes, it can be a problem. But I just think that this team turns it on into a different gear when the playoffs start. They have too much um, experience when it comes to those those situations in the playoffs. And I just think that that the little things get fixed when you start putting together, hey, this is divisional round. This is, you know, this is this round. And it turns into more of like shootouts and not mistakes that lead to shootouts. It just turns into, hey, if you want to keep up with us, keep up with us, but we're going we're gonna to run a sprint. And good luck winning this race because we're faster than you and we know that. We're better than you and we know it. And I think this is something that they can do. The AFC game, you know, the AFC teams, you got a lot to look forward to when it comes to the Chiefs. But coming up next, I think what you can do best when it comes to this team in the playoffs and the way that this team has been playing all year is, is the simple narrative, just control what you can control. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens with you. Come back in a little bit. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. You like Ron the Show vibes, man. That's how Show and Burn used to start out. The John Cena, John Cena intro music. For those of you wondering, the 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class that included Jared Allen were also Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Willie Anderson, Tori Holt, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson. Jared Allen has previously mentioned DeMarcus Ware, Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, Patrick Willis, Zach Thomas, Rondé Barber, Albert Lewis, and Darren Woodson. All of that reminds me of like basically my Madden days because all those guys were like top 90s, especially Torrey Holt. Man, that guy was fun to play with uh, on Madden. That seems like a stacked Hall of Fame class. Pretty big. Like how many could make it? Do you know that? I know that's on the spot. Zach Thomas was always like a 98 middle linebacker. Patrick Willis was just a freak and fast. 
Dwight Freeney was always like one of the top five people picked in fantasy, like NFL. Like if you did like the franchise mode on Madden and just did like the, the free for all draft um, to Marcus Ware. Good. Reggie Wayne. Jeez. You can make a solid, you can make a solid roster. with I those mean, guys. All those guys were incredible. Patrick Willis. I would assume that like Devin Hester's for sure in. You think Hester's for sure in? Yeah, he was the one like, I kind of circled as maybe not getting in. He's kind of like an anomaly of his name. Like, he's the greatest returner of all time, which is like if you're going to let one in, it be like he's the one. Uh, plus, he did it in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, like the biggest stage, Hester did it, and he was like, what, the first ever 100 speed on Madden? I remember that. Uh, you'd think Reggie Wayne's probably in for sure. It's Red, tough. I don't know. I, I They don't let in a lot of wide receivers. They're going to start. Yeah, because Torrey Holt's getting in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dwight Freeney, I feel like, has to go in. That guy was a – like Dwight Freeney and Jared Allen, man. Could you imagine if those guys were on the same team? Um, speaking of the same team, Big T, you're on the same team with us every night. Go ahead, man. The show's yours. Hey, hey man. Thanks for taking my call, Dust Man and Grant. So last time I talked, I talked to Grant before I got on. I gave him some betting tips, and I won some pretty good money. I don't know if you guys bet it. On, um, I, I won a little Eve. bit. I did. Did you do it, Grant? I did. Yeah. I was. I meant to ask you off air. I'm not trying to get in you guys' business or anything. I just wanted to throw that out there because uh, I did well, man. No, I, I hear you, man. But you know, hey, uh, so it's it's gut wrenching, man. And as a fan and as an avid caller and just a, a guy that loves sports, man, it's just you know, gut wrenching to see this happen to to number three of Buffalo because those are our adversaries. But right now. And the reason I'm I'm saying this because I'm going to lead up to something. But right now, it's almost like nothing matters. You know, I got bets in that game. It doesn't matter. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Um, and could you just – I can only just imagine, if, and just just me speaking, if this would have been somebody on our team or just any other – any player, as a matter of fact, to the NFL, just anybody or coach, to see that happen on national TV is just – kind of numbing and and i don't know what's going to happen the rest of the way it's kind of taking away the the luster because this is raider week and i don't want you know out of out of respect to buffalo and 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 that and that and that great player that that accident injury horrible injury that happened to that guy i i just don't really have it in me to bag on the raiders uh, and and that's hard for me to, to not do but this is just how it affects me personally and um you know, this. that being said, they'll be in Raider Week. I see a lot of positives, though. You know, McCall Hardman, you, you spoke of that. You talk about Kalarfordus, uh, Georgie. The guy's playing awesome for a rookie. McDuffie, we saw a different look. And I don't know if anybody recognized this last week, so nobody really talked about it, but there was a play that really, really caught my eye. And they had Isaiah Pacheco on, 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 on a, as a wideout. And they only put did it one time, but the, it was a positive play. He caught the ball, and he had some energy. And he, I don't know if anybody remembers that play, but I'm just wondering if that's something to come in the, in the future. I mean, our second-half MVP, if you ask me, has been Jet. I mean, McKinnon, that guy's been off the wall, off the hook. And I can only imagine he get Jet and, 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 and Kadarius Toney and McCole Hardman on the same field with, with maybe Sky Moore on a set like that. That's a lot of speed, man. That, that's just a great look. And then you want Toon to get back. But then, like I said, you know, it is Raider week. I want to beat the Raiders. But you just want to know, I just want to know one thing. You know, I, I want the Chiefs to get the number one seed. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want to get it that way uh, for me personally. 
I think that game should be played. That's just me speaking. And whatever happens, happens with Buffalo and Cincinnati and the outcome of the Chiefs. The Chiefs win. I, I, I don't want the Chiefs to, to win and then go, oh, they're not going to play that game. So Chiefs get number one seed. I do not want that. I don't want that personally. I'm not saying I wouldn't take it. I know everybody out there would love that. That's no, that's chicken, man. Not really chicken. That's just, that's just a bad outcome for me. But, you know, keep up the great work. We'll figure this all out. I really like to see them play that game. You know, whatever schedule they got to figure out, figure it out and let Buffalo, let, let Buffalo play their game. Let Cincinnati play that game because it needs to have an outcome. Because Buffalo, I feel so, I would feel bad for the Buffalo Mafia as much as I tag on them and that coach. You've heard my calls. I do not want to uh, have that team be denied that. And I don't know if it's even going to happen for them or what's going to be the outcome. Because, so like I said, it's the health of that guy right now. But they will play the game this weekend against the Patriots. But it is a Raider week. I'm not going to off their asses, but let's go out and beat some Raider ass and take care of our business. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Good to hear you, Big T. Good to hear you all, Dan and KCK, Big T, everybody out there. I get it, man. Like different, different feel. That's for sure. Um, you know, because. You hear everybody say, you know, things happen all the time in this world, but it's not, it's not every, it's not every day that it happens on live TV, and uh, and they show it again and again and again. And I think that was, I think that was part of the hardest part of the whole situation, uh, that probably came from that game, um, and the situation. Um, that did happen to DeMar Hamill. Like, I think that probably was the biggest issue because, yeah, like, you know, there's there's incidents that happen where maybe you don't see in preseason or in, in, in preseason games, and then, you know, then it, then it does happen on live TV. Like I said, I was, I was with my buddies, and I remember that when when the situation became kind of real – was when they showed like Josh Allen's face and he, it, it was just like pure shock. And, and, and you could tell he was shook from what had happened. But again, to be somebody that has to, to move on day by day, you know, I think the best thing that you can do is just control what you can control. And, and, and we talked about it earlier in the show, if you missed it, we'll, we'll bring it up again now, but pro football talk says on 93, seven, the fan that he got win from high level NFL people that the following NFL schedule could happen. And that schedule is week 19. So after this weekend, the Bengals and the Bills will resume play. I would assume that they will start it up exactly where it left off, just like most games are in a, you know, resume fashion. NFC wildcard playoffs begin. AFC playoff bye week happens. Week 20, the AFC wildcard playoffs begin the NFC playoff bye week happens Mike Florio who is high up in the NFL chain he's up there with the Ravaports the Schefters the guys that that I say you know just basically are robotic just this waiting for information you know like how Mahomes is always sitting on the field like with the fingers like give me the next play I, I feel like that's them but with their phone like next tweet next tweet and this is a situation in which I could see happening. 
because everybody has their theories. Everybody has their, you know, their guess or their hypothesis of, of what can, what can be the next educated guess of what could happen for the NFL season? Cause right now we don't know, right? Like the, the hospitals kept it pretty locked down. And I think if I had to put my theory to complete, I would say that the NFL is waiting for the best time to know that this individual, DeMar Hamlin is going to come out of this alive. 100% that he is doing better, that he is breathing on his own, that he is, you know, he is there completely. And it may take a while for him to be a hundred percent good to go, but it may not take as long to know that for a hundred percent, he will be alive and we'll have everything back to normal. And I think once the NFL has a good inclination of that, then they will give out their plan. My other theory is, is that their plan is already written, printed and ready to go. They just are waiting for the right time to do it. And they want to give all the respects they can to this young man who fell with a cardiac arrest on national television on a Monday night football game in front of millions. And the NFL is right for that, which sounds very, I don't know. It sounds very weird to say that the NFL got something right when it comes to a PR type of way. Now you can look at it from both angles. Like, yes, they're covering their, you know what, because they want to make sure in a situation that has the world and all parts of the world completely shook that they want to get it right, which they need to. And I think that they will make an announcement in the next coming days. I do firmly believe, if you want my honest opinion, I do honestly think that this game will be played next week on a Wednesday or Thursday. I don't think that the Chiefs are going to be given the one seed. But I also don't believe that in these theories that people have, where if the Chiefs were to have the one seed and play Buffalo in the AFC Championship, that they will defer to play on a neutral site. I know you're going to think that I sound malicious and and maybe a little evil, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. At the end of the day, business is business and big business is even more big business. If the chiefs are the one seed, the chiefs will play every game at Arrowhead facts. There is no, at that point, we feel bad. We're going to forfeit to a neutral site. In the happy, feel-good story, that's awesome. That's a solid tribute. But in situations like this, all you can be is supportive, believe in whatever you believe, and give the best help that you can give. Donate to his charity. Say a prayer for he and his family. The Chiefs did it tonight. They set the stadium blue, and they put the tribute jersey number on Arrowhead Vision Hamlin three blew out stadium respect. Dig it. Great gesture. One thing they're not going to do is play the AFC championship game on a neutral site or forfeit the one seat over to Buffalo because they feel bad. Gratitude, not grievance is a way to look at this situation as big T alluded. It's different. I don't have my, you know, Raiders takes, or I don't have this, or I, you know, and, and I feel like that's a, a lot for everybody. I think a lot of people, like I said, I was, I was playing to get down on Monday night, smash burgers on the Blackstone, buddies over Bruce flowing TVs on reality checked in. Sometimes it's like that. And sometimes you just got to go with the moment, but also sometimes you have to know that 
that time marches on. And that as cool as the story might sound is, oh, the Chiefs did a really good gesture. They forfeited the one seed to Buffalo because they felt bad. That's not happening. And that's all I have to say about that. But coming up, I do think the defense might actually help out the offense if these types of things continue to happen for this Chiefs team that we've seen throughout the week. Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Halftime in Little Rock. If that's where they play. Uh, 34-27, Missouri leading the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, they definitely don't play in Little Rock. Where is it they play at? Fayetteville. Fayetteville. That's right. No one cares. Arkansas Razorbacks. Woo Pig Suey. Batman chimes in, Werewolf the Bat played some secondary in my youth. I wasn't watching the game, and I won't ever purposely watch it. Pray for brothers, and let's get the ring for Lenny and him. I assume him is Patrick Mahomes. I'm here. Good to see Mizzou, man. Like, you, you love to see it. You love to see them do well and then lose in the first round of the tournament. I'm not saying it's going to happen. That's how it turned to go out. We already lost the 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 parlay. John Morant, no fourth quarter action, just sickening. I've ne- doesn't I, look like Dame Lillard was going to get it for us anyways. Yeah, he's only got seven through about three quarters. Yeah, Durant smashing it. Randall smashing it. You hate to see it. Um. Saw that Vinny Pasquantino has a new nickname called the Pasquatch. Dig it. End of that. You can hear Vinny Pasquantino, I believe, on Tuesdays on Cody and Gold. He's like their NFL insider. Is Jared Allen a for sure Hall of Famer? Like, is Jay Allen in for sure? He's not. I thought the, it's not his first ballot. Right. So he's been on there before. He does have the greatest... Uh, retirement announcement of all football players. He and then Marshawn Lynch. Um, Jared Allen's was riding off into the sunset as a cowboy on horseback, which is just awesome. Not that I'm like into cowboys or anything like that. Just he is one and he did it right. And then Marshawn Lynch, his was uh, the cleats over the the light uh, or the light pole or the wires, the street, the street wires that just said, Peace. I'm out. Which I think that's a cool way to announce retirements these days. Like use the social media platform and watch it just go absolutely nuts. Makes sense to me. Uh, In case you missed the news today, Chiefs have activated receiver McCole Hardman from injured reserve. 
Um, James Palmer of NFL Network says, I'd expect him to play this weekend. Uh, from the conversations that he's had. Um, sure. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm one of those guys. Like McCall Hardman, we thought was going to come back for like the last two weeks. And it's been one of those, eh, you know, we're going to, we're going to tame it down a little bit. We're going to, we're going to, we'll wait to ramp him up. But I do believe there's a lot of people like myself that are eager to see the overzealous and power that is there in their, um, in that red zone capability. I mean, it's, it's insane what could be seen. Um, from McCole Hardman, Sky Moore, and Kadarius Tony all inside 20 yards. I mean, it could be just absolutely sick. Could be fun to see. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where that leads. But uh, one thing that I do think we need to take notice of, and that is when you think of these numbers that describe the defense, I think our defense is – uncharacteristically judged. Yes, they're 20th in points allowed, and that's really where we base a defense. How many points do they give up a game? 20. I mean, I don't know if it's 20, but they're 20th in the NFL. And it's not hard to know that they're 32 teams. That's lower tier. But out of those points, how many times was the defense put in a situation where Maybe they had their backs to the wall or it was an unfair type of situation. But they're top 10 in rushing yards allowed. They're ninth. They're seventh top 10 in third down conversions allowed. And they're top five in sacks. Pressures, they're up there. Turnovers, they're not. That is one thing that would be kind of nice to see this defense sort of develop is turnovers. But where those turnovers can happen are from guys that can create those turnovers or cause those turnovers to happen more frequently. And guys that can do that are Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis. Trent McDuffie, according to Aaron Ladd, in his game on Sunday, we could call this a career day for Trent McDuffie. He had his first career sack. He had his first career forced fumble. And he had seven tackles. Trent McDuffie has been a fantastic find for Brett Beach. Fantastic. No argument about it. No if, ands, or buts. Trent McDuffie, solid corner, going to get better, going to help this defense improve. Everyone can agree to that. 913-586-7610. Trent McDuffie, good find, right? Makes the secondary better. We don't even need to, we're not even mentioning Legereus Sneed, Justin Reed. We're not mentioning those guys. But Trent McDuffie being good can make those other guys better, can make it contagious, ferocious, and the Watson kid can get better as well under the play that gets better with Trent McDuffie. And the other thing that's been great and that's also been a good find for Brett Veach is George Karloftis. George Karloftis has a sack in five of his last six games. 
the Kansas City Chiefs defense is starting to come together as a unit. Everything kind of helps everything. The attention Chris Jones gets frees up Carl Loftus. The experience Carl Loftus gets makes it him better as his position. And his position is key. His position can cause quarterbacks to act quicker, which then make them make mistakes towards Trent McDuffie or a luxurious need. The other thing that I like about this defense that maybe we don't talk about as in a whole is the combination of linebacker that is Leo Chanel, Willie Gay, and Nick Bolton. The fact that there is chemistry there, the fact that chemistry is building within the defensive line and that the corners are getting more experience is bringing this defense to be a little bit better than maybe we give it credit for. And I know there's a lot of people out here week in and week out, you know, Twitter fingers turn into trigger fingers. I think Drake said once and we start shooting towards Steve Spagnuolo. When's he going to figure it out? When's he going to get this together? He's letting these guys develop throughout the year. This team is still 13 and three. This team is still fighting for a one seat in the AFC. If not that they're getting the two seat, which means you're one of the best two to top three teams in the entire NFL. Yes. Your defense is giving up 20 points a game on that or is 20th in the NFL with points allowed but your defense is coming together at the right possible time. And yes, on that injury report for a limited participant was luxurious need today. But Karloft is getting the sacks together at the most crucial point of the season. And yet another year in where Brett Beach found these guys in the draft. Granted, both were first round picks. McDuffie and Karloft not only do they help each other out, but they help this defense as a whole, because then if you want to start maybe giving Karloftis a little bit more attention, that's going to start freeing up Chris Jones. And if you don't believe in that theory and you don't believe in that logic, then look at what Chris Jones has done two of the last three games. Whereas Karloftis has five sacks in the last six, Chris Jones has closed out two of the last three games, his damn self swear jar in the future, which just got used. And once again, it's the trust and the finding that Brett Veach can find in this draft. Now, again, they're picking 31st, 32nd, 30th, 29th in most years. For guys like this to create potential for their career, getting drafted that late, these are called steals and fines. And Brett Veach does a very good damn job of doing so. And the way that Karloftis and the way that McDuffie have been, yes, the turnovers could be nice. We could see a little bit more of those. But look, this offense, if they don't clean it up and they've got to lean on this defense, I feel a little bit better about this defense. Do you? 913-586-7610. Do you trust this defense enough yet? That is my question to you. 913-586-7610. Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens. We got to get out of here. We come back. We got one more segment. And then we're on to the road and on to Friday night. All right, Peter, the lead singer of this song. 
think his name's like Lemmy. Motorhead is the is the band. Triple H is the entrance song. I'll nail these all night. You could, I think I'm. I think I'm a perfect five for five. I, I didn't really go hard. I know. I gave you just the easiest ones in the world. That's fair. Speaking of going hard, Missouri, Arkansas, second half just started, 36-29. Uh, Missouri leads the Razorbacks uh, early start in the second half. So again, Mizzou was plus seven and a half in this game, but uh, only up by five now as Arkansas has. Started off with a 4-2 advantage in the second half, but that should be a good one going down the stretch. Speaking of a good one, um, at NFL Rumors on Twitter, a real good cause for Buffalo Bills. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, if you purchase one of his jerseys at Fanatics, um, they're donating the money to his toy drive, which has now surpassed $6.6 million. That's pretty dope. It's little things like that that, that could make this, uh, can make this world... Uh, a little bit more appeasable and, and likable. Um, something that will be likable is Friday, January 13th. So a week from this Friday, uh, 610's is doing another special playoff beer release, Center Block Brewery, um, at 6 p.m., January 13th, 2023. So if you check your calendar, yes, it's January. Yes, it's 2023. I know. We're already four days into the new year, and uh, here we are. But I'll be doing this show from 6 to 9 uh, at Cinderblock, so it should be a fun time. I know everybody will be there. Everybody will come in, say hi, shake your hand, high-five you, cheers a beer with you, and then the uh, playoff Pilsner will be available as well. So uh, my boss has given me permission to be on the air while drinking beer and saying hi to all you wonderful listeners and people out there that, that represent our station uh, and go hard with it on your radio or on your app or on your, uh, you know, your Bluetooth device, whatever it is. We thank you for that. And we just want to show our appreciation and gratitude for that um, at Cinder Block on the 13th of January of 2023. It's weird to say 2023 out loud. You're going to have a, a couple of suds the same week that the swear jar starts? Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll be tough. All right. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of interested. Just don't, don't lose all your gambling money. For the swear jar. Yeah, that's where the uh, that's where the budgeting will come into yeah. effect, which is not necessarily a New Year's resolution, but something that I can get better at. And I fully admit that. That's something I can get better at. And one of the things I can get better at is swearing on the air because nobody has time for that, even though some people might like it. But somebody had mentioned on the text line, because I asked earlier tonight, if sports horny um, should be frowned upon or if it's just one of those, you know, Sunday things that we just maybe it's it's a good idea to just to punt on on Sunday because it's a it's a Sunday show. Um, and somebody said, yeah, it's really awkward in the car when a kid says, Dad, what does sports horny mean? My response to that kid would be, do you know that feeling in your stomach that you get when Patrick Mahomes does something really weird like, when he threw that pass to Jarek McKinnon and you, and you absolutely lost your mind, you ran around the house. You know, Scotty, that's sports horny. My only problem is that if I had contaminated this world with children, which I don't feel like I should probably do, knowing who I am, my kid would go to school and have a persuasive speech on the definition of sports horny, and I'd be the worst parent in the world. That's my biggest fear. That's one of my biggest fears in life. Is, is that your kid would know what sports horny is? Is that he's going to take what I say 
Oh, gotcha. And and do exactly what I did that my parents did. So this is a true story. Um, it's just the microphone. You'll be fine. See. Um, so when we were in preschool, my sister and I ganged up on my mom, and the cops came to uh, our preschool to teach us all the good things that you're supposed to do in life. Like we were what, like five and and seven. My sister was ready to get out. She had been in there longer than Morgan Freeman was in Shawshank and just every time was denied, denied, denied. Finally had to be like, you know what? I'm a child. All right, approval. Um, and so she was the, seven years old in preschool? No, she it was like a Okay, gotcha. It wasn't a preschool. It was like a, a like daycare a, or something. Yeah. yeah. And my sister, I think, was six and I was four, three years apart. True story. And the the police come, and, you know, they're giving out stickers. Hey, what are the three numbers that represent the cops? And I was like, 411. Nah, almost, Dusty. Next kid, Chance, what do you think it is? 911, perfect sticker. And then, so they did that part. And then they're talking to us about what are do's and don'ts in life. Marijuana, bad. Now it's legal in Missouri. I'd like to see what their opinion is now. One more month, and you can go buy it. Drinking and driving isn't good. My sister and I looked at each other puzzled, very vague. Don't drink and drive. My sister, more confident than I was, raised her hand. The cop was like, Summer, sorry to say your name on live radio. And she says, yes, sir. Because that's how our parents told us to respond to cops was, yes, sir, no, sir. Even if it was a woman. They didn't say that last part. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And so we're sitting there in this, like, auditorium, and there's probably 25 kids, all from the ages of like three to seven. The seven-year-olds were, you didn't want to hang out with them because you were like, why are you here? And the cop was like, yes, Summer. And she says, my mom drinks and drives every day. And the cop says to himself, like, come on. This is a serious matter. And I said, she's not lying. You guys just ratted your mom out? Yeah. And so later on that night, when we get picked up around 6 o'clock because my mom's off work, she pulls in, has no idea. My sister and I are being chauffeured by the police. And they went straight to my mother at the time. And they said, there might be a problem. And she's like, what's up? Do I have an outstanding warrant? Am I in trouble? No. But your kids have informed me that you drink and drive every single day. And they also said that you bring them to school every single day and you're drinking every single time. She said, oh, yes. I have a Diet Pepsi every morning on my way to work. And here we are. It's like thinking we're like God's gift to children. Like we, got, we got them. And we're trying to get out of this thing, man. And the cops looked at us and then we got in trouble. <laughs> And in the car ride home, this is when I knew my mom was real. She goes, you know what? You guys didn't lie. I do drink and drive. They didn't teach you about alcohol is what you shouldn't drink. Yeah, drink I feel like you shouldn't have gotten in trouble for that. But they held us there. They, they were like, we need to meet your scumbag mother. And they found out she drank Diet Pepsi every morning. That's amazing. Every single morning. And that's what we said. We were just like, yeah, she's, you know, she, she can't kick it, man. They were a little vague, though. Yeah, don't drink and drive. They were setting you guys up. Yeah, I mean, I thought the the most important number was 411. I thought that was the number for police officers. The number tonight was 913-586-7610. It remains that number until it changes elsewise, and we'll tell you it's the Jay Southland Toast Service text line as well. 
Thanks to Pete Sweeney. Thanks to Ron Cobb Jr. for joining us on Arrowhead Pride Radio. Thanks to Grant Nicholson for being my ride or die every Tuesday. And you'll be back tomorrow night. No, I'm just kidding. Are you, you're not. You're done, right? You're this week I'm done. All right. Swear jar. We got to get that sound effect. We got to get some sort of parlay uh, ringer as well and make that into a bit. Thanks, Grant Nicholson, for what you do. Um, go Cats, man. What a season for you it's been. I'm happy for you, man. That's great. Uh, for everybody else, I say it every night. I mean it more and more every night. Uh, now that you can kind of all get into it, go do something nice for somebody in this world. Uh, it's a lot cooler if you do it, and this world could definitely use it. Take care, Kansas City. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.